Welcome to Periop Talk, the perioperative-specific podcast where we discuss how to make surgery safer one podcast at a time. From Q&As with AORN guideline authors to interviews with OR nurses just like you, our goal is to always share practical information for you to take back to your OR. Hello, I'm Renee Battier, Vice President of Nursing at AORN. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are speaking with Dina Salomon, Director of Surgical Nursing for the Maine ORs at Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio. More than a dozen years ago, Cleveland Clinic implemented a patient safety program across the 56 ORs to prevent unintentionally retained surgical items. And today it's used across all their surgical services, including ASDs and satellite hospitals. Welcome, Dina. Thank you for having me. This is a great topic and it's gonna be fun to share some of this with our friends. So ARN's 2022 update to the guideline for unintentionally retained surgical items includes a big change, a recommendation that facilities use adjunct technology in every OR to detect the location of surgical soft goods or to verify the manual counting process. Cleveland Clinic was ahead of that. Tell us why you had decided to move forward with technology and how that decision happened. So that's just it, you know, technology. Everybody wants the latest and greatest of technology. But this was a huge decision for us because it really helped and aided in safe patient care. We, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that we were 100% of the time um, making sure that we've done everything possible to ensure that we have a safe patient outcome. Mm-hmm. And adding adjunct technology um, really has uh, made our workflow very seamless, and it, it's aided in making sure that we know we're doing um, everything we can, and we know we're doing the right thing at the end of the day. Um, so it has definitely been a bonus for us. Was that more of an unexpected bonus as you went into it? Were you, did you expect the workflow impact that I've heard you talk about? So the the workflow impact itself in the operating room, of course, at first, you know, your teams may look at it like, um, oh, it's just another thing that we have to do. Mm -hmm. You know, every day it seems like there's something added to what the nurses have to do in the operating room. And and it becomes a little bit overwhelming. But once uh, we really uh, set the stage on um, the benefit and why we wanted to use it and why we needed to use it, then really painting that picture, especially for you know, some of our seasoned nurses, they, they they don't invite a lot of change. You know, why fix something that is not broke? So, you know, really um, telling the story and, you know, showing the literature and how this is going to benefit everybody. Um, it was a little bit of a challenge, but we got it done. And, you know, once, you know, the education went in and people got really comfortable and knew why we were using it, it really became as a staple in our operating room. It's weird when you don't use it. And it really has saved us time. It saved us a lot of time. It's their fail safe from their manual count. They they definitely um, rely on having that backup. And it's early detection in most cases when something does go missing. Mm-hmm. And, and they welcome it. And, and it's just, it's there. It's, it's like using suture or knife blade. It's just it's part of us and it's, it's definitely helped. Right, creating a different platform for Correct. what normal behavior actually is. Yep, for Well, sure. I know 
when um, when an RSI happens, there are lots of significant costs to the patient and the facility. The extreme cases always make it to the news. And there was one a couple of years ago in Louisville, Kentucky, where um, a jury awarded a woman over 10 million who had her leg amputated as a result of a sponge being left behind during her previous heart surgery. I mean, those are just heartbreaking cases. But miscounts and discrepancies, the the counts that are off for a little while and then corrected, those happen in every OR and they're, they happen a lot. And um, I think sometimes are considered just part of normal. And I've heard you talk about this journey for you and, and some of how that's changed uh, before and after technology, but those costs are real costs as well. So talk about a little bit how you justified the cost part with the patient safety program and moving to technology and, and what really made an impact in what you shared. Sure. And, you know, anytime you're adding anything into not just the OR, but in, in healthcare period, it comes with a cost. You know, you, ha- you have your, your, your financial department who is making sure that we are using every dollar wisely and they are making sure that, you know, we're, we're doing things that we need to do to have the outcomes that we have. Um, with the adjunct technology, it really, really was a huge financial um, benefit for us because it helps with the outcome. It helps with patient safety. It, it, it's just you know, that fail safe for you. It, when you look at your numbers, you know, a near miss is what we like to call it when, you know, a sponge may go missing, but it's found before the patient, you know, is closed, that surgical wound is closed. We call that a near miss and it's reported, but it really, when, when things happen and it isn't a near miss and it's a retained surgical item, the cost of the adjunct technology outweighs the cost mm-hmm. of what the patient's going to go through after, yeah. um, you know, and, it, and it's also the cost of the surgical team, you mm-hmm. know, the things that, you know, we always have to make sure that the surgical team is taken care of because the impact to them when a, a retained surgical item is left behind is huge right. to the, to the point where they're afraid to go back into the OR because right. they don't want to mess up. Right. Um, you know, was it their fault? They don't know. Was it, I thought the count was correct. You know, most mm. surgical items, the count is correct. So, you know, just adding that, it definitely outweighs, um, you know, the financial cost of everything at the end of the day, for mm-hmm. sure. I think you do a nice job of not only pointing at the obvious direct costs, but to draw in what are some of the indirect costs to staff, to reputation, to frankly, hiring and retaining staff as well. Um, and I, that's a great point for folks to remember as they're looking at this, that that there's indirect costs to consider and to draw that into the conversation and the business case as well. How did you decide like which technology to use? Did you have a group that looked at what's out there, once you kind of made that decision to be looking at it, uh, how, how did you step through that process of deciding um, which one and when? Yeah, so we have um, we have a department for that. We're fortunate to have a, um, <laughs> a we work very close with our supply chain. So yes, we, uh, you know, you reach out to a couple of different vendors that do offer, you know, the adjunct technology. They present 
you trial, um, you want to go with what works for you and what works for your your institute or or hospital, um, you know, because not everybody is going to want the same thing or mm-hmm. not everybody's going to benefit from the same thing. Right. So you really got to decide what is going to benefit you and your team, you know, what the, the ease of how you use it, 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 space, it comes down to everything that you're looking at. You know, we cram all of this equipment into the operating room. You know, you, you introduce another technology that, that stays in the operating room and, you know, everybody's like, oh, geez, you know, we don't even have enough room to like move around because we have, everybody's operating rooms are too small and um, we have too much stuff. You just want to make sure that you're choosing the right adjunct technology that fits you. Um, yep. All of that should be considered and it should be as user-friendly as anything. I mean, you want it to enhance your workflow. You don't want to add you know, unnecessary time, you want it to be seamless. So that's not going to look the same to everybody. So I would definitely, you know, get your trials in. That's what we did. We did a bunch of trials. We worked with our supply chain and of course they negotiate costs, you know, whatever, you know, whatever works best. Did you have a difference uh, in younger staff or more experienced staff in how you had to approach it with giving them the time, hands-on time and things like that? So anytime we really bring in a, a new technology, we partner with education and we, we um, identify champions in each individual surgical service mm. that, that each team can work with. Um, you know, it's it's hard when you have the more seasoned nurses, uh, they go from paper charting to electronical medical record. <laughs> and, you know, that's a huge, huge step. And then you you add in all this different technology. So it's definitely, it's a learning curve for some, um, but for, you know, for others, it, it may come a little bit easier, um, you know, just pairing each individual caregiver up with their individual needs and what, you know, how are they going to learn? Are they going to learn hands-on? Are they going to learn with um, educational videos? Um, you know, everybody, uh, everybody's learns a little bit different. So definitely take that into consideration and make sure you're hitting each population of nursing and surgical techs. And um, you want everybody to be comfortable because like I said before, the adjunct technology doesn't work if you don't use it correctly. And it doesn't work if you don't use it at all. So you you just want to make sure that everybody has that comfort level. Well, Sometimes um, along the way, I'm sure there were the ones that were some of your toughest ones, whether it's staff or physicians, to get on board. So as you look back, are there things you would say, I wish I'd done this differently. And if I was doing it again, here's what I would have done, given some of the bumps that were along the way. Those are always great stories to share as well. <laughs> it is. It, it's, it's hard to say. You know, you want to make sure that you standardize your care across mm across every, um, you know, surgical service that is touched by your institute, um, whether it's at your main campus hub or you have ASCs associated with that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it, it may be a little bit unique um, because we are so large. I, I, I think timing and, you know, making sure that everybody is using it properly mm-hmm. and making sure that we are doing it in every institute, in every part right, of right. the enterprise 
was probably most challenging. Um, you know, we're, we're partnering with them and we're, you know, doing that education with them and making sure that everybody that is a part of our institute and our enterprise is doing the same thing. And I think that was probably one of the biggest challenges because we would like to standardize across. I, I think uh, from what you're saying that the largeness uh, can be a blessing at times, but the largeness mm -hmm. also presents its own challenges. And I know that often industry is able to help with particularly some breadth of education, but you mentioned bringing, uh, bringing on new partners as part of Cleveland Clinic too. Mm -hmm. and, and so talk about how you've used the industry partners as well as another part of how you kept this going and sort of some ongoing education too, because the education doesn't stop. And that sure, absolutely, technology doesn't stop either. Yeah, and you're gonna think I'm the luckiest person in the world because again, I'm <laughs> lucky to have um, a, a very, very um, close relationship with um, our representation for the the adjunct technology. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the education is so important. My um, representative does hold classes for my new nursing orients that come in. You know, we hire nurses with no, no OR experience and we're hiring right out of school. So not only are we teaching them, you know, how to develop into that nurse, but we're also teaching them this unique environment of the operating room. So they go through this intense orientation and one of them is with our industry reps. We've always been um, with the same adjunct technology. We're using Stryker. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. They fit our needs at the Cleveland Clinic. Mm -hmm. um, and they've been a huge asset with, uh, you know, education and um, all of that good stuff, like updates and, you know, how, how we're using it and making sure that we're using it correctly. And um, one of my favorite things that I was talking about earlier is, you know, with this new technology, every time a scanner isn't scanned properly, I get an alert. Oh, so wow. I have this in real time. So if you scan, you know, five sponges onto a field, but it's closed out and you did not scan five sponges off, I get that alert. So I'm able wow. to look at that in real time and get an explanation. And usually there's a good explanation as to why, mm -hmm. whether they're, they're packing a wound or maybe the case was canceled but I'm able to, to view that in real time. So it's been a huge, huge, huge benefit for us. Wow. Well, so take that and um, talk a bit about what you do with that, A. If you get that kind of alert, what, what do you do with that? But also what kind of metrics that you're now tracking that you weren't tracking before? I think that's a great example of what you're able to track now and how you report those. Absolutely. So when I do get the alert, I'm able to contact the nurse manager of, of that service mm -hmm. and they, um, they're usually out on the, in the field, um, rounding and doing whatever. So they're able to, you know, identify what circulating nurse and what room, mm -hmm. and they're able to get more information for me. So mm -hmm. looking at trends, I'm able to look at, you know, whether people aren't scanning because they need more education. Or, you know, is there is there a huge issue or is there, you know, problems in the operating room that we really need to address in real time? So, you know, just various different things that I'm able to uh, to catch in real time, which instead of like a day or two after, you know, it, it comes to me immediately. So that is great. 
I would imagine that there's um, some some version of metrics that you're bringing probably to your surgery department meeting and things like that with uh, both physicians and with staff. Is that true? Yeah, so we definitely uh, monitor like our near misses mm -hmm. um, and we definitely monitor any Sentinel event. So uh, we track patterns um, and we work very close with our quality department to make sure that if we see trends that we're able to mm -hmm. um, correct those mm -hmm. um, and change workflow or change processes or procedures or whatever we need right. to do that we're, we're having safe patient care. You've said that you've had some magic technology for over a dozen years. So talk a little bit about some of the outcomes. Uh, you've, you've talked, you've pointed out a few of them along the way. What have you seen in the impact on outcomes over that period of time? Our retained surgical sponges has definitely, definitely gone down. It's very rare that we have one, if mm -hmm. we have one at all. You, I wish we could do the same with um, instrumentation yeah, um, yeah. and other <laughs> other things that can be left behind. I mean, I feel now that we've added so many items to our count sheet or our process or, you know, port or whatever, wherever you choose to write um, your softs or your small things or whatever you call them. It just seems like it's adding and adding and adding. But with adding the adjunct technology, our retained surgical sponges is, I, I can tell you that it's very rare. And when we do have a code rust, um, when we are looking for that sponge, it, it's very much easy to detect with the adjunct technology. Have you seen uh, an impact on surgical times? Because you've talked a lot about workflow. I definitely have. Like I said before, when you're introducing the adjunct technology, everybody thinks it's going to add time. And it may at first, you know, just to get through those um, bumps with, you know, education mm -hmm. and make sure that you're using it right. But it definitely, it has definitely, definitely decreased the amount of time spent looking or in, in right. the operating room um, because you're able to identify that early. And right. early detection is probably the best scenario that you can possibly have in the office. Absolutely. And avoiding x-rays and all of those. Oh, yes, for sure. Scenarios. Everybody knows how long it takes for x-ray to get to the <laughs> operating room. You're sitting there forever, but that has definitely aided in all of that. I, I just, I like I said before, I, I'd feel weird not using it. Like it's just a part that. of our workflow for so long. It's like that insurance policy or putting that seatbelt on. Dina, the way you talked about how this is just the way it needs to be all the time and how once you've experienced that, you don't want to go back. You can't go back. Like you have to experience it to really appreciate how this is going to enhance your workflow. I, I just can't say enough about the use of adjunct technology. It, it's really made a huge impact. Like it, you just have to try it. Just do it. You'll love it. <laughs> And once you do it, you'll never go back. Never, never. Uh, you'll you'll feel naked, like you have to have it. And probably as if you were going to be a patient, you'd be saying, and do you have this in this operating room? Right, I and, and patients do their homework. Exactly. They know what they want. They know when they want it. They know how they want it done. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're really advertising this stuff, like they're going to say, I just don't want you to manually count. I want you to make sure that you scan everything and everything that goes in is coming out. I truly believe that. I mean, it's it's crazy, but like I said, I I was able to. Where I've been I've been a nurse for a long time, Emily, <laughs> but I've used it before. I, I I counted before it was there, and I've counted 
after we've had it. And I just can't imagine going back to having not having it. It's it's crazy. And I'm going to guess that the next generation of nurses who is aware that it's there is also going to want to have that as a way of supporting nurses in our very high right. risk environment. And that's so, huge. That's mm -hmm. huge. I mean, nursing has to have a seat at the table. Yep. They have to they have to have some sort of say in the way they deliver their 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 nursing care. And, and this is one of them. I mean, they have smart pumps for IVs. They have all of this other technology. Like this is a must. It's a must in the operating room. No, there, there should be no negotiation in my eyes anyway. It's so. a great way to showcase it as it's a part of what we must have for doing what we come to do every day, which is deliver safe, high mm -hmm. quality patient care in the operating room. It's like turning the lights on in the morning. Can't there operate without the lights. <laughs> I, I love that. And I think that's a, a great way to kind of tie this up into this is the way we need to be doing our work these days. It's the technology that's available. We have studies that show it. It's in the new guidelines as a recommendation for use. Do you know you've done a great job of bringing us into your experiences and really sharing uh, what you're seeing on the other side of putting this into place. Thank you so much for your time today and being with us, Dina. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Mine as well. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. We encourage you all to go to aorn.org slash prevent RSI and read about the new Center of Excellence in Surgical Safety Prevention of RSI program. It includes immersive education, like some escape rooms. It has a business case tool and other elements that will help you reduce the risk of RSI. And facilities can earn national recognition as a center of excellence in surgical safety. This is Renee Battier. Thank you for listening to Periop Talk. And we hope you join us again soon. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll share this podcast with your colleagues. And we hope that you'll join us next time for Periop Talk. <laughs>